When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey y'all, welcome back to another bonus episode of the Asian Madness Podcast. So the story I'm about to tell you today has been something I've been thinking about for the past, I don't know, since January I think? I'm the kind of person who has a million tabs open at once on my web browser, and these websites have been open on my browser probably since January. I know. I can't wait to finally get the story out and it will be so satisfying closing them tabs. But if you're wondering why I finally decided to get this case done, well, I got an email from someone named Daryl Tom and in the email was a link with an update on this case. So I decided, alright, it's time. So thank you for the email. I really like getting emails and case suggestions, so keep them coming. Okay, enough chit-chat. Today, I will tell you a story from China. This is a case where four people were murdered in cold blood, and it took police many, many years to finally find the perpetrators, thanks to advancements in science, as in DNA. Some people commit horrible crimes, but are able to hide in plain sight, because, well, no one ever expects them to be the bad guy. Here goes. The murder took place on November 29, 1995, in the city of Huzhou, located in the province of Zhejiang in China. For maybe a better idea, Zhejiang is right under Shanghai. An elderly couple with the surname Min ran a small hotel there called the Min Family Hotel. It wasn't anything big or fancy, but definitely something homey. Enough for someone passing through town to have a good night's rest. But that night, the unthinkable happened. Someone decided they needed to rob the hotel, somehow thinking they had tons of money lying around, or they were just really desperate. The perpetrator, or perpetrators, unknown at the time, entered the hotel and took anything that they thought had any value. But that's not all. They murdered all four people present that night in the hotel. The elderly hotel owners, a guest staying at the hotel, and the couple's 13-year-old grandson. Mr. Min and the hotel guest were found dead in room 203, while Mrs. Min and her grandson were discovered in the next room, room 202. All four died from major and multiple blows to the head, and there were signs of struggle at the scene. The police were sure that there had to be at least two people involved in this murder robbery, as it was almost impossible to control all four people at once. As you would imagine, these sorts of violent crimes did not usually happen 
and seeing that this murder involved locals and a child, the police were determined to solve this case. Despite their determination, the police had a very difficult time coming up with any leads. First of all, it was 1995 and DNA and all that stuff was only at its infancy. They also believed that the perpetrators were not local and did not know the victims personally, which makes it even more difficult. They did have a lead from one of the workers inside the hotel though. According to him, there were two people who checked into the hotel a couple days ago, and from their accent, he concluded that they were from the province of Anhui, a neighboring province that was about a four to five hour drive. They stood out to the hotel employee for some reason, and he managed to give a description of these two men. Police decided to expand their search and cross province lines to Anhui, where they searched but came up with nothing. It seemed as if this case would just go cold and never be solved, but police continued to revisit this case year after year, hoping to get a break in the case. In the year 2017, the police department of Huzhou City decided to relaunch a full-on investigation on this cold case. The police department regrouped, established new units to help look over existing evidence, find more evidence, search more areas, and question more people, all in the hopes of finding the cold-blooded killers. The province police department also provided assistance to the city police, giving them guidance and helping them assemble the units. They searched 10 of the neighboring provinces, looked into 600 families and their backgrounds, eliminated over 2,000 suspects. They also encouraged the general public to help provide as much information as they could if they knew someone who had been in that city in November of 1995 or if they had heard of anything from their friends or neighbors. Hard work and determination paid off. The police announced in August of 2017 that they had apprehended two suspects, one arrested in the province of Anhui and one in Shanghai. So how did these two men come up in the police radar? Yes, DNA. Super freaking amazing. So because we no longer live in the dark ages, police decided to give the DNA database a go, and lo and behold, it came back with a rough background for the DNA belonging to one of the perpetrators. A single cigarette was found at the crime scene in 1995, and finally, it was time. The DNA results basically said that the perpetrator was probably from the province of Anhui, and his last name was very likely to be Liu. Police went ahead with this lead, and it eventually led them to a 54-year-old man named Liu Yongbiao. They did not have Liu's DNA, but the man seemed to be a good suspect. A police went undercover and got a sample of Liu's saliva, saying he was conducting experiments about family trees and whatnot. After comparing the DNA from Liu and from the cigarette, well, bingo. When police arrived at Leo's doorstep to arrest him, Leo said, I've been waiting for you here all this time. He handed the police a letter asking them to give it to his wife, and inside the letter was his handwritten confession. One of those, if you're reading this letter right now, it means this and that kind of letter. He tells his wife he is now finally free of all the guilt and the mental torture he was under. Maybe you shouldn't have killed those people. I mean, just saying. After Leo's arrest, police discovered the existence of the other man involved, Wang Weiming. 
who was living in Shanghai and was arrested soon after. Okay, so who were these two men? Let me tell you. Wang was born in 1953 in Anhui. Not much is known about him as he is the less interesting one of the pair. He worked in Shanghai in his later days as a legal representative for an investment company in Shanghai, and that's where he was found and arrested. As for the other guy, Liu, he was born in 1964, also in the province of Anhui. He was actually a very successful author in China, and his writing career began when he was only a boy. He had a passion for writing and devoted more time to writing than to his school studies. He was talented, and it was only a matter of time until he began publishing and winning awards. His first work was published in the Reader's Digest in Anhui in the year 1985. He received literary awards, was the first from his town to win such an award, considering he grew up in a farming family. He went on to write short stories, novels, and was soon recognized as a legit author. One of his most famous novels is called A Guilty Secret, and one of his longer novels was even adapted into a television series. But before he became this hotshot author man, he was a struggling author trying to make ends meet. He had married his longtime girlfriend, and they had a baby girl in the year 1992 who was born with a rare genetic disorder. According to Liu and Wang, who were actually childhood friends, they were traveling all over the place at the time in 1995, hoping to find extra work and make some extra money. Liu was having trouble making ends meet with just writing, and his daughter was about to have surgery that would require a lot of money. While they were staying in the hotel, they somehow got an idea to rob one of the guests staying at the hotel as well, because he looked like he had money. They cornered the man in the room and soon realized that he, in fact, did not have any money. They decided not to leave him as a witness, so they used a nearby heavy object to bludgeon him to death. Then they thought, well, might as well try the owner of the hotel. Then they lured the owner into the hotel room and tried to get him to hand over all his valuables. This also did not end very well. Leo and Wang realized that the missus and the grandson were in the room next to theirs, so to avoid any future problems and identification, they murdered them both as well. Very tragic and very awful. The two men left the crime scene with a watch, a gold ring, and a pitiful amount of cash. Almost a year after their arrest, as in 2018, the two men were officially charged with robbery and murder this past May. Then the trial was held in June of 2018. The prosecution had all the evidence necessary. He had DNA evidence, confessions, and a written confession. Leo even kneeled down in front of the victim's families and apologized to them. I guess this was a bit unexpected, as the whole court ended up in a huge emotional mess, which is totally understandable. I wonder if the family members ever thought they would come face to face with those that murdered their family members. The two were found guilty of murder and robbery. A month later, just a couple weeks ago actually, their sentence was read aloud in court. Both Leo and Wang were sentenced. To death. Do you think that's too harsh? Both Liu and Wang appeared to be very sorry and remorseful. It seemed that this was a one-time crime, but it wasn't like they killed one person by mistake. They deliberately killed four people and one of them was only 13 years old. Honestly, there's really no excuse for this. 
Bill responded to the sentence by saying that he deserved to die 100 times over for the crime that he had committed. I understand and believe that some people are genuinely sorry, but they were just never able to actually face their wrongdoings. Then again, there are those I believe who are only sorry because they got caught, and it always looks better to appear sorry than indifferent. What are your thoughts on this case? Interesting fact about this case. In the preface for Leo's book, A Guilty Secret, he wrote that he had an idea for a new book called The Beautiful Writer Who Killed. As the title suggests, it's about a beautiful author who turns out to be a cold-blooded serial killer and was also able to evade capture by the police. Does this sound familiar at all? It seems like he tried to incorporate his real-life experience and mold it into a bestseller. For some reason, this doesn't really scream, I'm so sorry for what I did, since he was trying to make money out of it. Of course, everyone who knew Leo was shocked over this. He was never known to cross the line, never gambled, didn't drink, didn't get into fights, all that. He was just a nice guy, ordinary guy, who had a passion for writing. So I guess the moral of the story is, you really can't judge a book by its cover. Get it? Ha. Alright, that's it for this week's bonus. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll keep everyone updated on the aftermath, as in whether their sentence gets reduced to a life sentence or something else. China tends to move pretty fast when it comes to these death sentences, so we will see how that goes. Till next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.